Today on 91 Octane, of course, we're going under the hood and covering your headlines, as always. We're talking S2K, the Type S way. Ooh. And I have an E92 M3 dilemma that I need help with. From you, Randy. Okay. Specifically. Let's start the show. This thing is a freaking monster. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. And let's get right into it and go under the hood. I'll take it off first this time. Sure. It's time for a special moment in history, Randy. Okay. Uh, The first NASCAR race to ever occur on pavement. In itself, doesn't seem that interesting, right? Correct. Yes. Uh, So the first race that was held on pavement was a Southern 500 and Darlington Raceway. Okay. It was a freshly paved track, new. It was the first 500-mile race in the history of NASCAR. Mm -hmm. It was the only paved event for NASCAR in 1950. Did you know this? All other events were either on dirt Dirt. or clay. I didn't know it, but I figured that was the case. It seemed like that would be Because of the movie Cars from Disney. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I got mine from Wikipedia, but okay. you know, <laughs> we got our sources. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so the newly built Dal- Darlington Raceway was considered a super speedway at the time, mm-hmm. even though it's under the two-mile uh, criteria that we have now. Mm-hmm. Right, A super speedway is two miles or more. Okay. Darlington Raceway was 1.5 miles, a little under 1.5 miles. But anyway, the Southern 500 was underway, the first pavement uh, NASCAR race for 500 miles, and now enter Johnny Mance, right? Okay. And he's special for this specific race because he was the slowest qualifier, mm-hmm. so the slowest car by almost 10 miles per hour in NASCAR, which is significant. He qualified ninth. Uh, he qualified on the ninth day of the 15 tr- time trial days that they had. Wow! So because of that, he got 43rd of 35. So it really depended on when you actually went to qualify to. Out of 35 people, he got 43rd No, place? no, uh, 75, sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. 43rd of uh, 75. 75. Okay. And so he was in the middle of the pack, even mm-hmm. though he was the slowest out of everyone. Interesting. Yeah, by far, yes. by 10 miles per hour. So okay. the day of the race comes, and the story goes, right, that he uh, arrives to race and his sti- his tires are stolen out of his garage. Nice. The tires that he has for the car, which is weird because I would expect there to be multiples, but they were stolen. Okay. That's the story, right? It, it was hard for me to find concrete information on this. Sure, it's the olden times. Yeah, So, yeah. but this is the story. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to go out and buy new tires, he took the tires off of his truck and fitted them to his NASCAR car. Wow. Because he was going to race. So the race starts, and cars start just chewing through tires. I mean, wearing them out, blowing them out. It's bad, right? They're all used to running on dirt and clay, right? So their tires aren't wearing as fast as they were on pavement. Yeah. So it's getting to a point where a lot of these race teams are asking uh, 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 attendees like for tires, for tires, right? For their for the, wheels, for their, yeah, yeah, for their passenger cars. Like, hey, can you know to to be able to keep racing? So they're pitting, 
But what Johnny Mance found out in the mistake or whatever happened in using the truck tires, that he had the durability <laughs> and, uh, and and no blowoutness yes. of the tires okay. to do all 500 miles on that set of tires. Wow. So despite being the slowest car there. He won by endurance. He won by endurance. <laughs> He won the race. That's awesome. And not only did he win, he won by nine laps. Oh, wow. Yeah, he won the race by nine laps. Because it's first to 500, essentially, Exactly, right? yeah, ah, exactly. Okay. The average mile per hour for the race at the time, mm -hmm. guess. 70. Ooh, close, 75. Okay. Yeah, 75. Wow. wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, wait, so this is 1950s, you said? 1950s, the race okay. took six hours. It was Johnny Mance's sole NASCAR win. Okay. The only win he had. Mm -hmm. And present day, for the Southern 500, they still present the Johnny Mance trophy mm. to the winner of the Southern 500. Got it. Got he it. did one thing, <laughs> and it was on accident. <laughs> Yeah. And he's immortalized in NASCAR. That's awesome. That thought that was so cool. What, what brought this up this week? Ah, uh, Wikipedia hole. Oh, okay. yeah. It was okay. A, well, okay. I'm, I'm 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 starting to get into NASCAR more. We discussed this yes. right with a lot of their road races. So sure. I'm, I'm starting to get into NASCAR history a little more. Ah, okay. and so I start. I'm like looking through different races and trying to understand the different races that they have. Okay, and then this popped up. And yeah, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Wow, that's cool. You know, huh. one a one hit wonder in NASCAR. Yes, yes. Anyway, next headline. Next headline. The um, Democrats and Republicans seem to have come to some sort of agreement for once in their lives. And we may be getting EV tax credits back. I think we are. I don't know. I don't know if it's been voted on yet. Well, they agreed to it. So one okay. side of Congress already agrees. OK. Then the other side has to vote. Right. Right. I believe that's how it goes. Way to go, U.S. government class. I, I, but. I, I didn't. I, I'll admit I didn't dig into the article, but mm -hmm. I, I thought that it had already passed. I might be wrong about I that. I think they still got to get it voted. But because both sides are kind of agreeing to this. Right. We're probably in a good place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the mandate for this tax credit to return is that it's got to be the car's got to be built in America. OK, that makes sense. And over time, it's guts. The batteries have to at least be 60 percent. Uh, manufactured in um america as well okay so by like 24 2024 2026 there's like stipulations on how much percentage wise of the components have to be from america right great yeah so i guess um is this an early or like kind of like the the nail in the coffin for uh gas powered vehicles ah, we keep talking nail in the i know coffin, but man, it's like really we are this is like this is going to accelerate ev sales because the focus has to go to ev for all of the oems i feel like i mean there or like 80 percent, 20 percent, something like ridiculous I think the nail in the coffin is the fact that most OEs are saying that by 2030, 20, whatever, yeah. their, their full fleets are going to be EV. Which is uh, GM, right, is one of them. Yeah. Yes. So because of that, uh -huh. those same companies are probably lobbying this this tax credit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's why, that's why we have bipartisan support because yes. the money's already in their pockets. <laughs> so they're From like, the oh, yeah, yeah well, yes. so we'll support this. And yes. so... It's it's definitely a sign of 
acceleration sure. of adoption. Sure. But I think I think the coffin's been sealed for a while mm. now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so. I think uh I think that's why like I love like the Toyotas so much. The right the uh, companies that are keeping ice alive. Right. Right? Uh for for just everyday consumers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think uh I think that writing was on the wall really a long, a long time ago. Okay. Okay. But this is this is going to help. Yes. I'm interested to find out how some of the OVs are going to circumvent the system for on the like American American made. Yes. Right, because they're gonna want to take advantage of that. That's gonna be huge, a thousand percent. Right. So, so, I mean, to your point, so Hyundai's are all done in Korea. Mm-hmm. So all those EVs are not on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Honda had the collab with GM, so that's got a chance. Toyota, the BZ4X, whatever the heck that is, I don't think that's in America either. But we do have a Kia plant. Out here, we do have a Kia plant. All of them pretty much have plants out here. I would so, say so. So they could, we so they could shift. Tr- yeah, shift into that because yeah, I mean, if they want to be competitive, mm-hmm. they're gonna have to offer cars with tax credits or oh, that's offer their point. own discounts. If wow, that's a good point. If Hyundai and Kia mm-hmm. come back and start a affordable EV model that are still cheaper, because mm-hmm. The Tesla model, yeah. Although you're getting the EV credit, yeah, they are. They're expensive. Ba- they're baking it into the car. Yeah. So even when you get the discount, it's not really a discount. Yeah. You should be paying the the less eight thousand or twelve thousand, whatever it is, yeah. for that car. Well, they well, when it was still alive, they weren't baking it in as much. Yeah. And now it's like free profit for them. oh for sure yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely. no both sides are happy yeah. about it basically yeah. right yeah so that considered yeah. and most of the time that's how it's gonna happen mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. they're like the companies are like oh well they're getting it's like if i it's like if i decided to sell you like some wheels right yeah and then I knew that your friend was going to give you six hundred dollars. Yes. To to offset some of the burden for you, you buying would my add wheels. Six. I'd be like, oh, this guy's already got six hundred dollars. I would add that on top of the price. Yeah. That's what these companies are doing. Possibly, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. To rake in some you know, hefty profits. Inflation is a direct result of all these companies. Like they have record profits. They do, and that's gonna be my second Right. Yes. So like headline. They're they're quick they're they're pawning everything to the consumer. They the are. consumer fuck the consumer, fuck the consumer, and we're just like blame it on inflation. Give us more, give us more. Yeah. We wanna buy everything. Yes. Yeah. So uh maybe Kia and Hyundai use that to their advantage or like any of the foreign Mm-hmm. Or import cars, mm-hmm. right? Use that to their advantage and offer very, very competitive prices to where it doesn't matter that they don't get EV tax credit. Oh, that's an interesting point, too. right? Yeah. You know, they're offering cars already at twelve thousand dollars less. Mm. You hear me, Hyundai? <laughs> On that end, that concept car you got? Yeah, yeah, I would oh, buy that yeah. over any mm-hmm. Tesla any day. Yes, yes, indeed. Man. Yes. I hope I don't end up in a Tesla. <laughs> the Ford Ford trucks uh-huh. can't tow for shit, apparently. Uh, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Eli for putting me on that. Yeah, they you can't. It's like, okay, well, that goes the whole purpose 
of buying, right? a truck. Of buying a truck, EV truck, right? EV truck. That's the only reason I was like, okay, if I'm gonna replace my my car, I'm probably gonna get EV truck, right? So I can tow, and it's like, okay, well, it's pointless. It, it can't handle it. So right. I feel like I'm like 15 years away from going into EV now. Oh, I'm, you, I'm team hydrogen. You're team hydrogen. I'm team, team hydrogen. You love that dude. underdog. <laughs> oh man, dude, team hydrogen, man. Yes. That's where I'm at. All right, next headline, John. And next headline. So either you're gonna have to hit up. Striker performance or start working on your own car. Okay. The U.S. officially has an auto mechanic shortage. Ooh. Yeah. Officially. So the average age of cars has recently hit 12.2 years. Yes. Demand goes up. Yes. Right? Demand for auto technicians. Yes. Right? Prices for cars are absolutely insane. Yes. So consumers want to retain them longer. Yes. Demand goes up. For for yeah. technicians. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. For the last five years, let's say, there's been a 37,000 technician shortage, according to the National Institute or whatever. Okay. Um, and dealer profits mm-hmm. are 50% service centers. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's a significant portion of their profits that's managed through the service center. Yes. The corporate heads are saying these kids don't want to work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they don't want to work on cars. They want like Computers. jobs that yeah, they yeah. want jobs that they keep their fingers clean or whatever. And I mean, who doesn't want that? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like who doesn't want yeah. that? But I think the the blame that they're putting is misplaced because okay. they're blaming like the Great Resignation. Like a ch- they think it's just like a a changing in attitude as opposed to a direct reaction to the fact that they don't give them benefits. Mm-hmm. They don't pay them well. Yes. Um, do you know how most technicians are paid? Is it hourly? So they're paid on what is referred to as a flat flat rate work. Okay. So they get paid according to uh, the warranty hours that are given to them to fix something. And that motivates them to get it done within that time. Okay, I see. Right? So they're not paid more. They're, they're not paid more. They're paid on what the OEM dictates it takes to, to fix that issue. Yeah. So a younger a younger technician that is going to take longer to fix something yeah. is no longer motivated to be a technician because it's going to take them 12 hours to finish a six-hour job potentially, right? Yeah, sure. But they're only getting paid six hours. Oh. Right? And a lot of these, a lot of these companies, no benefits. Right. Mm-hmm. No 401k. Forget about that. Yeah. No career progression. Dude, right? the environment sucks. The environment sucks. You're it's, in the garage. It's heavy labor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, people suck. You're dealing with people every day. Yep. Um, the average pay uh, is forty seven thousand dollars a year across the country, across the country. OK. Right. The top 10 percent is at seventy five thousand. So yep. it's it's not like a big window. Right. That the bottom ten percent is twenty nine thousand. Y- that yikes! Why bother? Right. You can you can make that at a Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Instead in of any be- city. Uh, yes. In any city. Okay. Right. Yeah. And it's and you're and you're not. It's not back breaking labor. You're an AC. It's not back breaking. Yeah. You're yeah. just making coffee. Like <laughs> yeah. you can grow a mustache <laughs> and shit. You know. Yeah. And so uh, dealers are you're compl- even complaining mm-hmm. that schools are getting rid of uh, like auto technician programs and classes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the demand's not there. You guys aren't 
paying like what right. you know what these technicians need to be earning therefore why would a school want to push people in that direction that just makes them look bad on not just that why are they complaining about that when if they have no skin in the game they're not investing money into the high school to promote that program yep, yep. why are you complaining yep right so clearly the benefits i mean the solution to the problem is competitive pay, pay minimum guaranteed pay mm-hmm. right instead of the flat work pay benefits and that's about it yeah but the dealers are uh, are actually calling for the OEMs to help out. Mm. And it's like, okay, like, you guys charge an insane amount of markup on nearly every car now. Yes. Right? You guys have the funds yeah. to invest in your own teams, into your own operations, but they want to get bailed out by the OEMs. Yeah. Yeah, and they, man. they overcharge for silly labor. Like, oh, dude, yeah. Break, break jobs are like rape jobs. Oh, oh dude, for right? sure. Yeah, Everything, an oil change, yeah. it's, it's all insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you go to a dealer for an oil change for a Rio, it was like 70 bucks. Okay. You know, when you can go to Jiffy Lube for the same thing for 20 bucks. Uh, that's not the same at Jiffy Lube anymore. Oh, no, well, not anymore, form, but I'm um, a customer. Well, yeah. see, I don't, I can only, those prices were back then. Okay. It probably okay. costs way more to get an oil change for a Rio at a dealer now. Well, yeah. And Jiffy Lube kind of has matched them in terms of price. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? I've, I used to do the van at Jiffy Lube. How much is the Jiffy Lube for the van? It was like, um, there's a hundred dollar option, hundred dollar plus option. Well, that's like synthetic. Full synthetic, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Full synthetic at the dealer is going to probably run you two hundred, probably. Yeah. And we're only talking normal brands. We're not even talking um, premium luxury mm-hmm. brands, right? Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I guess the advice is open up your own shops or learn to work on your own car. Yeah, that's kind of where it is. I mean, I I really wish that the auto mechanic the technician was treated better by like dealerships Mm -hmm. because i mean we've heard stories from countless people who work at you know the oems that it's a miserable experience yes right that they they end up leaving because it's such it's backbreaking it doesn't pay well you know they don't get benefits um so you know, I think maybe this is a way to get back at them for the markups too. Mm, you know, yeah. or they'll just tax tack on more. So what do you mean? The oh the dealerships will tack on more cost for the service as they raise the uh, income. Of oh the, yeah, that's uh, what they would do. That's what that's absolutely what they would yeah. do. They they wouldn't they wouldn't own up to the fact that they have the money. Yes. To invest, right? right you right, you've right. been you've been charging markups for two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. You guys have the money mm-hmm. to invest in a in a legit technician workforce yes stop complaining and pay him yes that's it that's all you yes. got to do yes start complaining about schools <laughs> and asking for help from the oems yep anyway i'll get off my soapbox next headline Man, it's, it's a rant episode this week uh, yeah. so oil companies recorded re- record unprecedented record profits this week and i don't typically like to throw out like you know politics or whatever and actually this isn't even a politics post this is like a anti-capitalism post or statement technically speaking man so exxon mobil um made 17.8 billion chevron made uh 11.6 billion um for a quarter 
Not for the year, for a quarter. Damn. All, I mean, we don't drive. We don't commute to work, you and I. Do you know if that's net or gross? I don't know if it's net or gross. Okay. It just states Let's here. say net. Let's just say net. <laughs> yeah, just to be more angry <laughs> yeah. about it. Regardless of billi- billions and billions in profit, and it's a record-breaking p- profit for the quarter. Obviously, the gas, the sky-high gas prices that we were paying last quarter were not what they're paying. Yeah. Get for a ga- uh, for a barrel of gas. Oh, for sure. Or somehow or another, the whole system is really screwed. Absolutely. And we as consumers again got screwed. We get the shaft we, every it's time. Just getting passed on to every us every time, dude. Yes. Every time. I was I was reading someone. Someone wrote a comment somewhere. I don't even remember where I read it. They said, you know, honestly. I just I'm just going to buy whatever I want right now because it's better for me to buy something now and not have to buy it later at a 20% markup than have my money sitting earning 6% in the stock market. Mm. And that's a good that's a really good point. It's that's... like okay, like they we are getting hit so hard with yep. raising prices for everything mm-hmm. that there's no way that our, our investments can even keep up with yeah. the growth, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's all done by these companies that are just predatory on consumers, right? Yep. Like who yep. why do they need 17 billion in profits net? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> net. Let, let's say it's gross, right? Let's, let's say, say it's, it's half of that, right? Yes. Let's say it's half of that. Yes. You know, it's like what do you need? Yeah. Uh what is it? 8 8.5 billion dollars knowing that Gas is on its way out too. Yeah, and that's what the, that's why they're doing it, right? Yeah. That's exactly why they're doing it. Right. It's like, oh, we've only got a few years left, so right. let's collect as much as we can. And it's yes. like, dude, when the country, when the world is hungry, when the world is struggling like this, right? There shouldn't be record breaking profits, the, right? That and that's my frustration with yeah. it. Yeah, even though I do have capitalist tendencies, yeah, I can't. I can't be kosher with with this situation. Yeah, right no, it it's just doesn't just make much. sense right now. No, you know, they're, they're just it doesn't correlate. Yeah, positively. like we see our neighbors struggling. Yeah, you know, we see our 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 families, our friends struggling. Yep. And at the same time, the oil tycoons are just literally like just take diving into a pool of money. <laughs> yeah, you know, Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge in, McDuck, uh, yeah, dude, yeah. Ducktales. Oh my god! Yes, and it's yes. it, it's just and like and you know, I believe in capitalism too. Sure. Despite you know some of the opinions I've shared in the past yeah. about like forged for all and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there's a line. This but is a line. This is a, exactly that's in a, my opinion. Yeah. Yes. Especially just, since I just want to drive. You know that too. This is the first. Today was the first time in I don't know how long that I filled at under six dollars a gallon. <laughs> and it's like, man. Well, you're the one that owns the V8. <laughs> yeah, Dan. That's a whole the other high thing. Revving, high revving V8. That's a whole other thing. It man. is. But yeah, we'll man, get it, to that later. It's too. frustrating, man. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is frustrating that yes to hear this, and it it isn't just the oil industry yeah it's most companies right many now. many companies but i will rant about the oil industry because that's just clear there's gouging somewhere oh for sure lines. yeah absolutely so we've got it that's gotta be fun that market is hella manipulated they yes. control they control it right yeah they control the price. it's a uh what's the uh, like what's like the diamond industry it's kind of like a uh it's just owned by them is it a oligarchy or a I don't Oligopoly know. 
or something. I don't know. Monopoly. One, one of the Opolis. Yeah, yeah Opolis. Yes. All one right. of the Opolis. Anywho, next uh, headline, John. Next headline. So the year is 2050, Randy. Mm-hmm. We're all rickety and shit. Yep. <laughs> Bring a trailer is still around like the cockroach. It is. And two Supras go up for sale. Okay. A manual Mark V Supra and an automatic Mark V Supra. Okay. Which sells for more? In 2050. In 2050. Manual or automatic? I mean, basic thought would be manual because of its rarity, because of its desirability for an enthusiast. But I'm going to go opposite of what I say and say automatic just for the shit of it. Automatic. Interesting. Why? Why? Just because, you know what? I think the skill of driving manual is going to die. By 2050, yeah. By 2050. Yeah, that's... uh, that's not what, what year is it? Twenty two. Twenty two. <laughs> so twenty eight Tw- years. Twenty eight years from now, my kids will have kids at that yeah, age. Yeah, and I think it's it's gonna be you and I. My so my grandkids would be alive in that time. Yeah, and they will not have either a desire to drive my manual car or have the knowledge, other than YouTube, thankfully or whatever. Yeah. So that's it. It's gonna be even more niche than now. Yes. Yes. So let me throw some numbers at you. All right. Right. The manual transmission, as we know, is coming for the new Supra. It is. 25% of all Supras made global, sold globally will be manual transmission cars. That's a good number. That's a very good number. That's now, healthy. that's global. I don't know what the percentages are going to be in the U.S. Sure. I'm sure they're going to be much smaller mm-hmm. out here. Maybe. But that's a good number, right? Mm-hmm. One in every four Supras... It's going to be uh, a stick shift car. So that contributes to the stick shift being more valuable. Yeah. But then you're right, right? That by 2050, I mean, like, I'm not even, I'm not using the stick shift on my uh, G29 uh, steering wheel anymore you're for, not. for sim, right? Like, you're not. no, because most of the cars that I'm driving don't have it, don't, don't have it, right? Mm-hmm. Or exceed the six gears that I have. Ah, right. But they're only seven gears, or are they eight? What do you mean? Are there manual transmissions seven or eight? Or I think there are, but so, the, but the the Logitech is only six. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So oh, okay. I can't go farther than that. I see. And I think most racing is done with the clicky paddle. So you're doing paddle shifting. I'm doing paddle shifting with the clutch or without the clutch, right? It's with, without the clutch. Without. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Without okay. the clutch. Okay. Yeah, okay. without the clutch. Uh-huh. I think it'd be weird to use a clutch with the paddles. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, and so, like, the I think the, just like we started with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Gran Turismo and video games kind of really igniting our passion for cars. Yes. This next generation of kids is only going to know clicky paddles. That's correct. Right. That's absolutely and right. they're more they're the most likely to continue the enthusiasm, right? right. The enthusiast culture. Mm-hmm. So like in twenty fifty when Bring a Trailer is selling these cars, which one is it is it is it really not gonna matter if it's a manual or an automatic? Maybe it won't, and maybe there's still enthusiasts that keep these prices high, but maybe not, right? Yeah. We'll be in our sixties. Yeah. So we'll still be able to drive them, but yeah, hopefully. Yeah, but I mean, let's like, I hear it a lot from like the old heads, right? When we're out in like mm-hmm. meets and stuff, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I used to drive stick shift all the time, but you know, you get older and that shit's just annoying." Yeah. And like, 
And I'm like, that's not going to be me. Fuck that. You know? <laughs> but you never know. But then, like, I also was the kid who was like, I'm not going to sell out to corporate. You know? Like, uh-huh. I'm not, I'm not going to be a sellout. You know? Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to ride my skateboard the rest of my life. <laughs> and here, you know, and we met in a cubicle. Yeah. So... <laughs> so so it's like you know life has a way of of, you know forcing you into things so that's kind of where i'm at too Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. the manual transmission is being sold now as a no-cost option correct traditionally manual transmissions were sold as cheaper options yes but not necessarily on the enthusiast sports cars side of things and they're only on enthusiast cars now pretty much really yeah. yeah Do you know how much the new Supra is going to cost? I heard like fifty nine ish. Fifty two thousand five hundred dollars for the base six cylinder. Fifty two. Fifty two. That's not bad. Yeah, the premium is fifty five, and the A ninety one is fifty eight. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So fifty two is not bad. The average, the current average price of cars being sold, forty eight thousand dollars. It's insane. So the uh, basically you're paying the average price for a car for a Supra. Yes. It makes the Supra seem kind of cheap. Yeah, in today's inflationary world. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yes. So yes. I'm like, mm, you know. And then I was like, damn, man, average technicians make 48,000. We just discussed this. Yes. They have to work a whole year to make a Supra. And they're yeah. the ones that are appreciated the most. <laughs> Pay them. Yeah, cuz they're enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah man. But yeah, so job. um Kind of cool that the Supra is still hovering in that price range. We're going to get hit by markups because dealers are assholes. Yes. You know, but yes. it'd be cool. I think at 52K. If it was truly bought at 52K, man, if we were in a non-COVID world and cars were selling under MSRP still, would the Supra have been like the Type R where it never sold under MSRP? Or would it have? It wouldn't sell. It wouldn't sell under MSRP. It wouldn't sell it under MSRP. But know. I think it would sell. If we were in a pre-COVID I, I, world. I think it would sell at MSRP, but not under MSRP and okay. not with a markup. Not with a markup. That's what yeah. I mean. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's what you meant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, but I, I, I don't think there would oh, be like okay. dealer incentives to like reduce the the cost. I see what you mean. So it's not like the Type R, which was selling at markup yeah. pre-COVID, it would, but it would just be at MSRP. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, one can dream. Yeah, man. Yes. Uh well, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious if they do release the S58 Supra, mm-hmm. right? If this one is fifty-two thousand, and the four-cylinder Supra is forty-three thousand, yes. That would put the the S58 Supra at like 70s. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. And that's yeah, like, and I'll do it. You would I'll do, do it. it at 70. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll do it at 70. Hey man, my motto is life is short. Yeah. And another stat that I found in doing the research for this, cars are being sold on used cars are being sold on average for $10,000 over what they would in a normal "Quote unquote normal economy." Okay, ten thousand over. Ten thousand over. So I'm if I'm looking for an E36 M3, they're oh. like at twenty five right now. Yeah. In a normal economy, you'd be paying fifteen. 15. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So that is that stat more against new cars or you are you saying used, used cars? cars? That's used cars, used but cars it's all are, related. It's all related. It is right because if my car is like twenty two, let's say a stock. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, it was a twelve thousand dollar car when I bought it. Exactly, exactly. Although you probably got it a little bit under. So fifteen thousand ca- thousand dollar car. Shout out to the homeboy's wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and it's yeah, the ten thousand dollars right there. Same with same with mine. Right, I paid fourteen thousand for my E ninety two, and I could sell oh, it for twenty five. Wow. 14,000 yeah. for that thing pre rod bearing change. Pre rod bearing change, yeah. So that was a but if it had done had the rod bearings done it would have been an $18,000 car 6 7 16 what 165. At the time, I, so I've been thinking about this a lot, right? Mm-hmm. At the time, not a lot of E92 M3s had crossed the six figure mile mark. Okay. And I think because this was one of the few that had already crossed it. Uh-huh. There wasn't a lot of demand for it. For your... For a six-figure E92 M3. Correct. Especially with, like, the like the rod-bearing mania was uh-huh. still very much a thing okay. th- at that time. Sure. I feel like it's died down now. Okay. It's not as crazy. But now, a lot more E92s... Are sig- six-figure Oh, yeah. Cars. A ton of them have made it past 100,000. So now my car... Since I don't really drive it that much, uh-huh. is essentially uh, the market caught up to it. Yeah. So now my car is not looked at as an outlier. Yes. Right? Yes. That got driven too much or whatever. Yes. So be- because of that at the time, you don't really know how to price it. Okay. You know, okay. it's kind of where where does this land? There aren't a lot that have been sold at 100,000 miles. This is interesting. You know, so I, I kind of unknowingly this is a this is I, I this is hindsight for me right yes. i unknowingly yes. made this use that to my benefit because the guy that was selling it didn't really know how to price it but okay. since then i mean i've never seen another fourteen thousand, even salvaged another fourteen thousand. really he listed it for 18 yeah and even that was a bit of mistake i don't know how i got four grand off of him well, I just explained it now, right? Mm-hmm. Like not knowing the market. Sure. You know, most of the cars at the time were forty to seventy thousand miles is what you would see. Yeah. And they were selling for twenty five to thirty five thousand. Yeah. You know, so I would have put the car at like twenty two, twenty three. Okay. Probably that's where I would have listed it at. Maybe sold it for twenty twenty one. At the time that you bought it. At the it. time that I bought it. Okay. So when I bought it for 14,000, yeah. dude. I felt like a thief. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. You know, indeed. so but yeah, like thinking back on it, yeah, it's just it's interesting and knowing that now I want to pay more attention to the few cars that crossed that 100,000 mile mark on the newer cars, right? Yeah. And where maybe buying one of those cars during that like that's that limbo ex- period. That's where, exactly where my head went. Yeah, where you don't you don't know how to price it. You don't you're taking a gamble, right? Because sure. you don't know if that motor will be able to handle another hundred thousand miles, however much you want it to yeah. handle. Um but as long as you take care of it, we know, you know, yeah. you'll you'll be able to make it worthwhile. And so where my head really went as you were explaining this is exactly what you said, but also because cars are being held onto right now because of the shortage of cars. That means that cars will in- used cars will increase in mileage 
over the next few years until the market catches up and supplies brand new cars into the market. Yeah. Which means that if you can get an under 6K car now, all of its equal counterparts will catch up. And you may be in a good situation if you underbuy a car at six figures now and hold on to it. Yeah. A collector car. Absolutely. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Right? I mean, 100,000 miles becomes zero miles for an enthusiast car. Yes. At a certain point. Once right? all the other cars are all six figure exactly, cars. Exactly. Yeah. The E36 like M3 that, I, you know, I keep shopping forever. Yes. 100,000 mile car. 15 years ago, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, no, I won't yeah, touch I it. It's $4,000 or $6,000. Yes. Yes. Now it's like, oh, that's brand new. Yeah. It's basically brand new. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? Yes. So, like, every car gets to that point. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. And so that'll lead into my third and final um, headline. Yeah. My friend from Michigan was shopping, asking me to shop for an S2000 for him. Okay. He has shifted gears to Porsche Boxsters. Okay. So prior to this call, I went and saw a Porsche Boxster. Okay. It apparently has a large... Um, they, they, they flip quickly in Michigan. Okay. So it's kind of like one man's trash in California is yeah. another man's treasure in Michigan. Really? Yes. He says when he goes to check them out, they, they, they're gone after a few days. Wow. Yeah. So it's a really interesting time. I went to check one out at a guy that sells Porsche Turbo, 911 Turbos. Yeah, yeah. And Lambos all day long. So this is kind of like an orphan child on his lot. Right, right. It's not even on his store, his website. It's like a piece of duty, dude. Basically, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to sell it. And so I may pull the John, like, guru, sales guru, ta- buying guru tactic. Yeah. And lowball at an absurd low price yeah that's how you that's what you should do yes yeah yeah knowing that i met him today he th- okay so this Are you guy gonna put a markup on your friend no 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 not <laughs> at all no i'm totally like he's actually give he's already sent me money for a car to buy out here oh and hell yeah happy <laughs> hour tonight boy <laughs> and i was like bro okay like so this guy taught me about the resale game way back when i was a teenager okay yeah so i own i have a eBay account from 1999 because we were flipping Xboxes, the original Xbox, the black and green ones. Yeah, yeah. So, anywho, fast forward to today, he wants to think about flipping cars from California and sell them in the Midwest. And so, I went, he's been chasing boxers. Again, boxers right now, there is like no desirability for them in California, as you and I both know. Yeah, yeah. And can attest to for sure. But they are great platforms. Yeah, for sure. They yeah, just, for sure. It's just we're spoiled spoiled out here. We're absolutely spoiled. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm kind of looking forward to this. I mean, like I said, he already has wired money to my bank account. Um, and he'll be in town in a few weeks to pick up whatever car we end up buying for him. Wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm learning the game. Yeah, yeah. Of this this whole like uh, car flipping situation. We'll see where it goes. That's a lot of pressure. It is, but I'm also like reporting out to him. So it's nice because as a buyer, I'm very agnostic to the the experience. Right. I'm, it's a lot easier. It is. Yeah. Because I don't want this car. Yeah. It's like giving advice 
to your homie yes. to get the girl versus yes. you getting the girl yourself. Yes. It's always yeah. harder. Yeah, it's harder when you're like, yeah. you, you want to get... You're like <laughs> yeah. nervous. You're like, yeah, oh, you want to slam. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. So you want to slam? Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to smash. Sorry <laughs> yeah. is the right word. Yeah. Um, yes. So, well, it's always harder figuratively and literally speaking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's kind of an interesting game or thing I'm learning. So I'm, I'm going to marry your thoughts and your skills you've provided to me yeah. over the life of this podcast with this, with the buying uh, aspect. And so I guess from an advice perspective, let's, let's throw, let's throw down the numbers. Okay. Since you are the guru. Okay. So this car was posted from with three photos on a website. Okay. He, so one of the public car websites, he is a car dealership of used cars. Oh, okay. So, but the posting was at his house. Okay. So two things speak, run, scream at me. One, he's experienced with selling cars online or at a dealership. He has an actual physical dealership. Right. Come to find out. He has two locations. Yeah. Come to find out. A showroom and like an office space. Yeah. Yeah. He posted this car at 13K. Okay. 52,000 miles. Okay. Great, great numbers. What year is it? 01. Okay. So it's an early Boxster. It's the MR2 Spider Boxster. Yes, it is. So with the ugly headlights. Yeah. The the least desired headlights of any Porsche. Okay. I would say. Okay. Um, it's called the egg yolk port uh, headlights or whatever. Yeah. Because they're like like runny even a bad name. Yeah. Yeah, It's really got a bad reputation. But it is a fun platform. I I rented one. Yeah. There's a lot of like racing spec series for that car too. NASA has a uh, spec series for it because it's an affordable Porsche. Yeah. I checked it out today. It got hit in the back, so just the paint was affected. But they like used like nail polish to basically clean it up. Okay. Um, chips here and there, even on the door. Um, engine squeaked when I started it up. Okay. So there's like a loose belt somewhere, probably an auxiliary belt. Okay. It is mid-engine, so that's not an easy like accessible thing to do. Right. Um, oil looked okay. I didn't get to drive it because the seats had tears in them and he was getting the seats repaired okay but he threw the keys at me and was like i gotta go run um have at it okay which was surprising and not because i couldn't drive away with a car but also yeah. i could have technically speaking but whatever yeah yeah again this is a redheaded stepchild car amongst lambos amongst porsche turbos um he had a manual aston martin that he sh- started up for me and showed me a brand new one, so it's like one of two hundred or whatever. Anywho, okay. Um, so I guess pricing wise, he's starting at thirteen. Where would you throw your first number at for this car? So it's a little rough visually, non-matching tires, and they're all worn down to the wear bars. The rotors are a little bit low, like I scrape up to the edge, and there's like a dip okay. leading up to the edge. So it needs maintenance. Oh, and the brakes are spongy. So it needs a brake fluid change. Okay. Which on a Porsche ain't cheap if you do just do it um, through them. So, yeah, 13K starting and posted price. He doesn't obviously care about the car. He wants to get rid of it and off of his lot. So even though he's a dealer, it's it's not his wheelhouse or echelon. So he's like, I I think I have room. I have a lot of room. I find it odd that it's not at the dealership. It's it's on his l- it's on his property, 
but it's not posted on his website. Oh, so it's at a dealership lot. It's he's got like an offsite office, so it's not his showroom. It's like his offsite office where it's like he gets oh, impressed. Oh, oh, I thought you meant that the car was at his house. Well, in the photos, they were at his house, but not, but not when you went to go see it. Correct. I uh, went to go okay. see it at his office. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to be a hard ass. Yes. He's a dealer, so he's yes. got, he's got plenty of experience. He he does, but he also doesn't care about the car. You know, but he cares about money. He's a dealer. He does. Yes. He doesn't give a shit about that car. But he knows he's not gonna make money in the car. Is what he said to me. As he was walking away and threw the keys at me. That was, so he's already negotiating with you because what he's doing there okay. is telling you that at 13000 he's already not making any money. Oh, okay. That's, okay. What he, that's what he meant that's to say. That's the line he dropped. That's the line he dropped because okay. he wants to keep you as close to, to that 13. 13 as possible. Sure, sure. I think at 9000 he walks away from you. You think he won't take nine? I think, I, I think he won't even entertain the offer. At nine. At nine. If you say nine, okay, he's gonna say, "Give me those keys. Don't talk to me again." You think so? I think so. Okay. I think if you cross, I think if you cross over under ten thousand, at ten thousand or just over ten thousand, uh, under ten thousand, okay. anywhere under ten thousand, I think he's gonna have that reaction. Okay. So it's gonna be up to your appetite for being able to bring that back. Oh, from a relationship perspective. Yeah. Yes. And and that's that's where that's where being charming and personable is really gonna help your deal. Okay. Because you're gonna offend him no matter what. Correct. And I would come in Where would you come in? Would you bust his balls at nine something? At not at ninety five. Yeah. I'm I'm at 95. Even though it's got low mileage, everything you've described, it's and, like a rough. And ex- I would I would take it with the shitty seats. Oh well, he's already getting them repaired. Yeah, and so I I would have told him there, don't. Okay. You know, don't. he wasn't there for me to talk to him. Oh right, he, he running, left. He ro- he ran off to get a, a title for another car he was selling. A, yeah. a new Boxster, a newer Boxster. Uh, I mean, hopefully he he got caught up and doesn't actually fix them. Well, okay, so but anywho, I mean, you've you've got a so li- let's you've got a fixed. list of things already, uh, absolutely, right? Do. Yeah. Um, I also don't know. This is strictly going off of just gut feeling. Okay, I don't know what this car's worth. That's exactly why uh, it's nice to talk to you about it, right? <laughs> so, um, we, my friend, actually has access to the auto, um, the where the dealers go to auction. Okay. To buy, to buy cars at auction. Yeah. He actually has an account with that with that website. Okay. He gave me the access. Okay. So the car range value is drum roll, please. And it's it's clean title. Clean title. Okay. Um, did you run the Carfax already? He's run he's ran the Carfax and it's all clean. Okay. The 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 um this dealership website that has access to the auctions actually gives all that info okay so the range for this car is between nine thousand and twelve to fifty okay sorry six thousand sorry six thousand and twelve six thousand yes i i'm so i totally apologize so and so the mid-range is nine knowing that nine you're at he's nine. still gonna get mad yeah and he's still gonna want to like stop negotiating with you okay mm-hmm. but You can't creep past ten thousand. I can't. 
Not yeah. not you can pay more than that. Do I don't mean? know the condition of the car. Okay, but what I'm saying is, what do you mean? If you want, if you want to get a favorable uh, result from the negotiation, yes, you can't give him a big window. So if if you come in at nine thousand, he gets mad. You're able to, you know, continue the conversation and then come back to the negotiating table. Uh huh. And he's like, "That's not going to work. Your offer needs to be like ninety two. I I might take it at ninety two. He's not going to give it to you at ninety two. Oh, you don't think so? No, but I think he. I I mean, at thirteen thousand. Hmm. I think he gives you. At eleven, I think it's generous. At eleven, really, I think it's generous because uh, and negotiating uh, with dealers, it's not. This has nothing to do with with the car as yes. much as it has to do with one. Negotiating is a point of point of pride for these guys. Sure, and then two, it's the money, right? They're, they're, yeah, they're yeah, negotiating yeah. the money. They're not negotiating the car. Right, right. right. So I think, and so in order for you to get even close to that eleven thousand, uh-huh. your offer has to be like ninety two, ninety three. Okay, and, and then and and that might anchor him hard enough to come down to eleven thousand. Now it could. I don't know the guy, right? Yes. I don't know. I mean, you're saying that this car is a sore spot in his lot. Yes, you uh, know, a thousand percent. It, it is. It could be that he's like, fine, take it at nine thousand. Nine thousand. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Especially out here, there's not a lot of people looking for those cars. Not at all. So maybe and right? it's but rough. It, but if I wasn't, if I was excluding the car, mm-hmm. right, and just imagine imaginary car. Yes, I would see it play out. You oh, say nine thousand, okay. he gets mad. You keep talking to him, kind of mm. schmooze him back. You offer him up incrementally to ninety five hundred. He ends up somewhere in eleven eleven five. Eleven and, five, yeah, somewhere and, between ten five and eleven five. Would would that be a fair? No, probably between eleven five and, and 12, twelve, is where I see him moving. Him moving, being a dealer. Interesting. Yeah, and and him just staying there, and then from from the gap from your last offer to his hard line mm-hmm. is going to be completely dictated by how much of a hard ass you want to be. At that point, if you have re-engaged him and brought him back into the conversation Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of you've got him yeah it's just a matter of figuring out how long you want to stand there how long you want this standoff to be yeah right and how effective you're going to use your silences Mm. right and make him like think like yeah hey man you know like nobody in california really wants this car i mean it's yeah, it's in rough shape. You like you don't deal in this car. It's yeah. not even on your website. How long has it been listed? It had uh, f- a few weeks. It had cobwebs underneath it. Yeah, there you go. Like it's got cobwebs. It's been listed for this long. I'm probably the first person in a while that's come to see it. Yeah. And even if he says, "Oh no, I've had other people see it," you're like, "Ah, come on, man. Like, yeah. let's be honest, right? Like, playfully." Yeah, you threw the keys yeah, at me, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you know, like yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Bring up all that, and and then and then, like I said, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like an hour standoff. If you want to get them down to mm. like whatever ten, I don't know, but 
It's gonna if this was a like private party sale, yeah, uh, that'd be much easier. Where would you go at a private party? And same with nine, but I you would I would nine. hold that I would hold that line a lot harder. It's a rough body, I have to say. It's That's a, the thing. I don't know what it looks like too. I'm I'm imagining a, a fairly good condition one. Um, well, it's uh, I'll show you the uh the the rear bumper. That's the rear bumper. Again, oh, the nail just based on that license plate alone, <laughs> offering five. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's the that's the bumper. Again, yeah. it's probably six inches wide gash, but it's only the paint. So it was rear-ended at some point. Um, so considering that, let's say that the rest of the car looks like that, you know, I would say, you know, play hardball at nine. Play hardball play at nine? Play hardball at nine. Play hardball at nine, be charming, play hardball at nine, though. Play hardball at nine, stick yeah. to nine. Mm, you're not gonna land at nine, I don't think. So if I, I went eight five for my first offer to anchor uh, him, I think he's walking away from. I, I don't think he, I don't think he's entertaining you. You're, really? Yeah, you're already like. With, I, I wouldn't say don't try it. Yeah, but you're in very risky territory. That's it's like it's like okay, it's like nine thousand is kind of like flipping him off. Yeah, eight thousand <laughs> is like punching him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so try to get him back okay. from from flipping him off. Yeah. Fairly easy. <laughs> punching him in the face. Trying to make him a friend after punching him in the face. Way <laughs> harder. Yeah. I see. That, yeah. I love that analogy. Yeah. So, love the analogy. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's where. So, okay. So you're thinking nines is really my best chance. Yeah. 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 Because he's, he's playing the money. He's not playing the car. He knows the car is not worth that much. Yeah. And he. Well, I guess let me ask you this: If he doesn't even care about making a profit on this, which he does, he does, he does, he does. he's going to tell you he doesn't because he's going to say, "I'm not even making money at 13, man." And that's the dealership line. That is the dealership yeah. line. You know, I'm not making any money on this. Yes. you know, just uh, this. This is it. I'll give you a hundred bucks for the tires. That's it. Right. He's going to do something of that nature, right? Mm. And then he's probably going to try to give you the cherry on top and be like, you know what? I've got some XYZ parts laying around. I'll throw that into the deal, too. Mm. He's going to try that. You know, yeah. he's going to he's going to use every dealer tactic, you know, yeah. so you've got to yeah. be ready to be like, bro, I didn't even want you to fix the seat. I was going to put racing seats in it. This is that's what this, the intention of this car is. I don't even need the seats. Mm. But you left, so I couldn't tell you not to reupholster them. Right. So I mean right. that's not that's not on me cuz he's going to use that too. He's going to be like I I just spent 600 800 bucks reupholstering these seats. I didn't need them, dude. You know, like Ooh. give me new tires. Yeah. You know, you should have given me new tires and I yeah. have to tow it home, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's and and that's what I mean by playing hardball right mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna have to be a little combative with some of the stuff that's gonna take your way ah interesting. yeah yeah well this it's if anything it's a good learning opportunity for me because yeah. i'm gonna get to i'm gonna get to um be combative without having any skin in the game right yeah your homie's gonna lose all his money <laughs> 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 anyway, okay, let's get into our next segment. Yes. Uh, S2K, the Type S way. Yes, I've been it wanting is. to talk about this for a while. Yeah. Randy, take us away. I bought a spoiler to complete the look of this car way back in, like, end of first quarter. So, like, March, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was being lazy, uh huh. quite frankly, about getting the trunk painted. Okay. Because I did buy a bare trunk. 
with the holes already in them from Honda. And I finally got around to it uh, in June. Okay. So very recently after that, I did a install video for the car. And the car is now not fully Honda S2000 Type S spec. What would be fully Type S spec? Interior-ish. Oh, there's an interior chairs, component. the shifter chairs, the le- <laughs> yeah, the chairs. Yes, the the leather on the chairs has yellow stitching. Ch- chairs. Why do you keep calling them chairs? Seats, chairs, whatever. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's just silly because it's like the people that sell those seats are asking like three to four grand for them for both for the pair. And it's like, really, you think I'm going to pay that much money for leather? You're not. Somebody will. Some dummy will. Yeah. But that's just totally not me. Yeah. And it's literally just different colored stitching and maybe the panels on the the seats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I can't justify that. Right. At all. Ever. So in my mind, how much was that wing? The wing uh, with the trunk came out to like 23 or 24 out the door. But I saw that wing on eBay for like 500. Yeah. The reps are 500 bucks. Yeah. Why don't you do that? Because I'm not a rep guy. Not because. That kind of contradicts the seat thing. Yes. I If I can't afford it, like, or if I don't justify this. No, my my seats aren't rep seats, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I won't. So you. Okay. I'm not going to buy non-OEM parts. Why? Because. I see value in having OEM parts and reselling it someday. I will get my money back or close to my money back for them. So if you were to buy a used one of those. I used one of the the, the wing, s- the wing in the trunk. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the wing. Just the wing. What would you get? I would get asking price. What I paid for this, I would get asking price for. I would pay. I would have to pay asking price for that. Well, sorry to restate that. What I paid, which is twenty five hundred, but I also got it painted for nine, actually. Yeah. So thirty four hundred dollars. Yeah. People are asking those prices for the full setup. Thirty four hundred. Mm-hmm. For the trunk R- with spoiler. OEM. Really? Yeah. Is that what they're selling it for? Or is that what they're asking? That's what they're asking. Wow. Yeah. Why? Because it's uh CR, it's hard. Wait, is tax. it hard to get? It's hard to get. Uh, my okay. spoiler is from Japan. It didn't come in it's red. It's from Japan. I know, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, this spoiler was only sold in red from the ha- from the dealership in Japan. Okay. Um, so that makes it different. If people don't want to spend that, then I'll just keep it. Is is the the perspective, right? But, right, right. But um, in America, they only sold four different colors: black, white, blue, and yellow. Okay. Um, you have to special order the parts, right? If you want the non-colored version of it, of it, so and you to get it painted for your car. Yeah. So by having a fully ready red version to sell to an owner of a red S two thousand, it's like they don't have to deal with any of the bullshit that I went through. So you built a Type S clone. I built a semi Type S clone. That's what eight, is that? What is 80% that eighty percent there? What is that? What does the eighty percent include? The eighty percent is the bumper and the spoiler, and that's it. Really? The, the other twenty would be wheels because they're not the OEM wheels and the interior bits that I mentioned, and that's it. What about emblems and stuff? Anything different? 
a Type S emblem in the back, a black one. Okay. That I don't care for either because I'm not going to be that close to repping it where I'm going to label it a Type S. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's, that's not my uh, vibe. That's not my thing. Badge perpetrating. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. We would have to cancel this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess my point ultimately is, is that like in its current form, it's at a very like late. Like, I don't know where else to go after this. I was considering the OEM wheels, actually, just to make it more in that fashion. More Type S. More like... Even more Type S with the wheels. So, like, full clone. Closer to full clone, getting past the 80% mark. And and they're all soft tops. They're all soft tops. Okay. Yes. And in Type S, what's the difference between a Type S and Club Racer? Because I thought you were doing Club Racer. Um, No, I'm not doing Club Racer. Club Racer has, well, there's a AC Delete, which is an option. Okay. They came with a tonneau cover, which is like the hard hard shell like place where the soft top is. Okay. So there's no soft top and there's a hard top with it. Okay. Okay. Um, There is different suspension. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's any like special like weld to stiffen the chassis type okay. enhancements, but there might be like um, tower uh, strut bars or braces underneath the car. Okay, and I believe that's it. Call me a non S two thousand purist, but I believe that's it. Okay, I won't call you that. Yeah. Um. Now the burning question for me sure. is. How does this car make you feel now? And how different is that from how it made you feel before? Well, okay, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, I love the look even more now. Okay. Um, the spoiler is obnoxious but subtle. <laughs> okay. Um, because it's just the airplane wing look or whatever. It's yeah, not like, like a duck bill or like, yeah, anything super subtle. GT wing, yeah, esque. I do love the the fact that, and we'll post pictures so you guys listening and be like, this guy's just talking about images that we can't even see. Yeah, but I do love the wing where the uh, the end end plates mm-hmm. are built into the wing. Essentially, oh, okay. like, I love yeah. that look. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. But anyway, continue. Um, so feel wise, I just I look for, I guess, truthfully and yeah, truthfully. I look to see if anybody's looking at the car, and ninety-eight percent of the time, nobody does. Right. But just the fact that I do that now versus before, it's it's nice. It's nice to drive around with something that is unique. I got compliments from a guy that had a new Porsche nine eleven at Carrera S. Okay. About the car. Yeah, yeah. And I was telling, he was asking about it at a pizza shop, and I was telling him about it. Oh, like, nice, nice. So that's a. Hi, that's new, right? That's you, a nice regard yeah, for the compliment, that, yeah. right? Were, were you getting those? Were you getting that attention before the Type S? I did stuff? once from a guy that was that owned a Lambo. Okay, and he was driving an AMG Mercedes. Okay, so yeah, so I I do get the respect from other car guys. I yeah. said, car guys. He's like a car guy's a car guy. I was like, no matter what price echelon we're in, difference wise. Yeah, he's like, yeah, like total respect for the car. I was like. Thumbs up. That, then yeah. that's that's even though you don't have anywhere near as much money as me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he dailies his Carrera S. Yeah, that's cool. Me. Yeah, just, I, good I, on I, him. I want right? that kind of money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but he gave me props, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, thank you. 
the car is in it like a, I'm not sure if I need to go anywhere else with the car. Look. Okay. Maybe a rear diffuser in the back end, but those are hard to come by in a way okay, that I again, like. Again, because you're going OEM. Kind or, of, yeah, yeah, that. And so why? I'm, I'm like, you know, like, so I guess, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm in a, like a, a good place with the car. And that's all that matters. Yes. All For right. a street car, it's where I want it to be. Yeah. And two years late, two and a half years later, it's like all of the arrow that I wanted, I have on this car. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't need to go more. It could go more, but I don't have the desire right now. Do you feel like there's a missing piece? I mean, sure. So you could say skirts in a rear somewhere. I think that would really bring everything together. Skirts are cheap. I could get those for a couple hundred bucks. I think maybe the skirts is all you would need. That could that could be done. I mean, I've thought about it. There's this thing called rear spats. Do you know what that is? Yeah. So they have that for this car, too. I have zero desire for that because it's like 500 bucks plus paint. I feel like with spats, you need a wider tire in order to make it look good. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you need because you don't really need spats. Mm-hmm. Right. You, yeah, don't have no. a, you don't have enough tire to, yeah, you know, no. to do that. It's I like have... the guys that put like rally armor on mm-hmm, their Subarus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've got like 215 tires. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know? So exactly. it's like, but yeah, zero desire. So yeah, skirts maybe, and that's that's it. Skirts and diffuser. Yeah, if diff- I really I diff- the diff- diffuser is optional for yeah. me because uh-huh. I have a specific profile that I look for in my cars. Okay, right, mm-hmm. uh, and it's 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 always it's hard to describe. I would have to draw it, but anyway, like. I feel like lowering the rear end uh-huh. with a spoiler because that's visually what it does. Yes, it kind of messes with things a little bit. It makes okay. like the butt look big. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay, for me in my mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. But when you put, I think the splitters here, it kind of balances everything across a little more. Okay, okay. Um, but it looks good, man. If you had a hard top, you know. That is like not in my wheelhouse. Yeah, you're you're like dude, it's two it's six grand. Oh, I thought you meant because like you want your California. Well, that too, but experience. even like the cost, it's just cost prohibitive right now. Yeah, six grand. That's six insane, grand, man. Six k. Yeah, that doesn't and make that doesn't make a lot of sense. People are getting that for for these hard tops. Yeah, six k. When. And this is this. I'm going to ask you these questions when we get into the in any two dilemma segment, sure. also. But when you were shopping this wing, yes, like was there a debate in your head? Were was there concern? Were there considerations? What were, were you did you pull the trigger immediately? Is it something you've wanted for a really long time? Did you look at other options? Yes. Like, what was the process of deciding on this on the rear end? Okay, so I have a love for JDM branded parts or OEM from Japan parts. Yeah. So I am snobber. I'm snobbish. I'm a gatekeeper for my for my own personal shit. Right. For within that realm. Yeah. So I would was, that be a snob though? Because a snob is like someone who imposes it on. Someone. Oh, I guess fair enough. So, I would describe it as like a whore. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. sure. It's just just <laughs> me. It's just for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I get like, you. I, I don't judge people that get rep of my wing off of eBay. I don't care. That's their own thing. Oh, well, I have heard you make comments about ESR wheels. Is that different? That's 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 kind of the same. Okay. If you want to call me out on it, yeah. that's the same. Okay. But anywho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we could talk about that endlessly. So yeah, yeah. to answer your question, 
I was only looking at Japanese spoilers. Right. Okay. That keeps it at OEM, this one, Jay's Racing, which is a brand of racing for S2000s and Hondas. Right. Um, Ferris. Yeah. Uh, Voltex. Voltex. Yes. So those were the really the three that I rounded it down to. Okay. The other two brands that I just mentioned, and Mugen. Mugen has one too. Okay. Um, But I don't really like the look of that one. I'm not a big fan of Mugen styling. Yeah. And I haven't even seen it and already know it's that I wouldn't get it. It's super plain. Not really. Oh, interesting. I, would, I, I was expecting something more wild. Yeah. It's super plain. Okay. Not worth the tax okay. that they charge for it. Um, and Voltex and Jay's Racing, they're just big wang gang Oh, it's, it's just like traditional GT it's wings. Absolutely. Uh, and okay. it just wasn't the route I wanted to take. Voltex does have a a similar wing to this where the end plates are, are, are sort yeah, of built into they the... they do. Yeah. And so I could have gotten one with lower pedestals. Yeah, yeah. To kind of go at this height. Uh, I just didn't want to fuck with the trunk and having to drill holes. Oh, because you got to do. Yeah, okay. So I don't want to be drilling holes myself into a trunk that I bought. And I did buy a trunk at one point. Right. If you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have that trunk. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to deal with all that stuff. Okay. It just adds to the like the worry, the stress, the, oh, did I drill right or not? It's not that hard. I know. <laughs> I know. But there's just a there's certain... With the age and peace of mind of just having the holes there already. Yeah. Yeah. Legos versus. Yeah. 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 Hack job versus Legos. Yeah. yeah. I've made mistakes doing hack jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't want to. I just want to reduce those risk or chance of that. Therefore, I bought into OEM and here I am. Okay. So you were you were always going for. This is, you know, like it, a medium between super subtle and big wang gang. Uh, okay, okay. I didn't really want to go big wang gang. Yeah. Unless yeah. I was going to get a hard top, which I don't want. Yeah. So I went with in between. Nice. Yes. I love the feeling of driving it, I have to say. Um, like it, yeah, and that's that's honestly what I was most interested in, right? Like mm-hmm. What emotions does it invoke now that it didn't before? And so what you explained was you kind of like looking for being spotted, Correct. like anything else. Yes. Like, what do you specifically love about driving it now? Like, what what is the emotion? It that you're has going a through? little bit more panache because of the spoiler. Right, it stands out more. As you're not, peacocking a little bit. Uh, absolutely, okay. that's the right word. Yeah, yeah, okay. I totally am. Yeah, yeah. I'll admit it. I'll. Yeah. I'll own I mean, it's cool too. Hell yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the whole point that's of cars, the point. right? Yeah, that's the point. I yes. mean, we're like. It's 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 a it's a weird way of explaining it, but like, yeah, it's a little douchey, right? Yeah, but for there, sure. there's a there's a line, yeah, right, where mm-hmm. if you're if you're like going to takeovers and stuff like that to draw attention, right, sure. being an asshole on the road, whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's too much, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. yeah, when you're modding your car, it's it's a it's a canvas that you're putting your name on. Correct. Right. That's a good so way to put it. For yeah. for it to be noticed is nice. It's the same way. It's the same reason people dress nicely. Yeah. They fix their hair. They wear nice shoes. Yeah. It's to look nice. Yep. And that's the approach that I took. With exactly. This car. Right. Yes. I dress like a bum because I make my cars do the looking good. For me. <laughs> there you go. I love that. <laughs> love that analogy. So yeah. So it's in its. It's. I don't know where to go next with it. I don't think I will for a long. time. This is time. where you're gonna sit for a little while. Uh, I would say a, a fairly lengthy time. Yeah, you don't really get the bug with the frequency that I do. 
Well, I have a I have my eyes at other stuff, other cars, other okay. platforms. Yeah. So it, so it might so the next chapter might be another car. It would be definitely not. I, I before the before modding this before more, modding this. I, I think it would ha- it would be another car first. Yeah, because I mean the only things like I said, the hard top which is out. Yeah, side skirts which could be viable. Yeah, on a good skirts, deal. Yeah, a good deal. And I, I mean, I, you said OEM wheels. I think it looks good like this. It does. It certainly you know, does. I don't, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm not a fan of OEM wheels. Yeah. It just completes the the again, it completes that type S look more. Yeah, but you don't want to you don't want to fall too deep, you know. Yeah, like, that's true also cuz yeah. I like Vokes. I love the Vokes. Yeah, no, these are nice. Yeah. Mhm. Um yeah, I mean I, I I don't know where else you would go to. I mean, now I haven't studied this chassis, so yes. I don't know you know what else? But I know you don't want to carve into it, right? Like correct. I'm not cutting into it. I'm not doing so. No, any no hood vents. No. No. I mean, swap the hood. Yeah, I don't care about carbon fiber hoods. Mm, yeah, carbon. I think it's carbon fiber hoods are only good when you need to lose that weight. Correct. So I don't. I don't see it either. I mean, I think it makes sense that you know this is aside maybe from like some accenting. Right, where? Just out of curiosity, I don't know. I'd have to take a. I'd, I'd have to like, mm-hmm. and I don't even know how to work with red. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know, I'm I'm like big on embellishments for some reason. You see the blue on on my E92, the yellow on the E36. Yeah, I just like doing little things uh-huh. Uh-huh. that put some different color on it. But I don't, I, I don't know. It what, can only be black with black red, or white. Yeah, and white looks cheesy. I don't know. I don't. I, don't I, w- I wouldn't know how to make it work. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't yeah. know. I'd, I'd have to try some things. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. What, I, I I don't have any other recommendations. Right on. But like, I don't have. I don't know this chassis, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what to do other than get your hard top. Uh. <laughs> A non OEM one. Ah, uh, no, no, no. That's no, cool no. though, man. Yes. I mean, it's it's nice to seal a chapter. Yes. Right. And be kind of in a place where you're happy with the car. I remember once upon a time I was there. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a good segue into your situation. That's a good segue to my situation. The E92 dilemma. And 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 God, this is I've been talking and continue to talk about buying my E36. Right. I want another one. I want a street car. Um, I, I talked about selling the E92 for a little while. Mm-hmm. Then I went back on that. Mm-hmm. I, I flip flop there. Um, and I get into these modes throughout the week, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm like, I should sell the E92 and get yeah. into something else. Even if it is like a Porsche. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then on Fridays I drive it here and I'm like, I can't break I can't get rid of this car, man. I can't get rid of this car. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, it's just, there's, there's just something to be said about the rawness of the V8. Yes. Even, even though it's a German one, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. it, there's just, it's just different than the turbo experience. I would argue it's better than American V8 just because it's so exotic. It's hi- and it's high revving. It's, right? And it's high revving. Yeah. Yes. So I can yeah. hit 8,500 and mm-hmm. I'm like in screaming. So yes. it's uh, it's so hard to let go. So I went from. I'll give you 20K for it. I have a <laughs> never. Not a chance. You know, It would hurt me so much seeing you in it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like no, that's kind of true. I, I wouldn't want it around me. Yeah, you know? I get that. Like, I, I totally get yeah, it. Yeah, I would want it to be sold far away and then yeah. never to be seen yeah. again. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I would take twenty k for it. Okay, you know, okay. like mm-hmm. no, I wouldn't. <laughs> 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 Anywho, sorry, I interrupted you. No, but so, yeah, so I'm like, you know, I've got this bug, this itch that I can't scratch. Yes. And it's getting intense. You can man. scratch it. I, well, okay. You can scratch it. Maybe. Yes. You know, like, it, it, I'm not in a place where I can be like, yeah, let's scratch the itch, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm also, but I'm, I'm in a place where I can afford it, but I'm also in a place where I have to, I have to think about the decision and be smart about the decision, yes. right? Yes. So I'm like, how do I scratch this itch without getting myself into a car right now? It's just not a good time Ooh, that's a tough question. for getting into a car. So I'm like, mm. every time I get into the E92, yes. I don't want to sell it. Okay. I want to sell it because I want to get into another car. I want a different experience, right? So why don't I marry those two and create a different experience with the E92? What if it's time for chapter two? okay right so i decided to put together some builds okay right and i'm not going to talk about the actual parts that i'm going to put on this is all prices okay but i i sort of want you to envision create your vision of what these parts would mean right because they mean something to me but you might not like that front lip you might not like these wheels. You might not like these things, right? Yes. So I want you to envision this as if you were building a car with the prices that I'm going to throw at you. Okay. Right? And yes. this is what I need help on, right? Yes. So I have essentially four routes to take. Okay. And I need to decide on one. Okay. And I'm leaning some ways and some other ways, but I want you to kind of guide me through this decision. Okay. So let's talk through these builds, and I've named them all. Right? Okay, cool. So we'll start with the Randy build. Okay. Right? And this is the most patient build of the four. <laughs> years. <laughs> years in years, the making. Years, yes. right? But I've I've so I've I've built a car from used parts that I already have saved okay. on Craigslist and OfferUp that I could buy now. Oh, okay. Okay. Right, right on, right on. So I want to change the front end a little bit, mm-hmm. but on the Randy build, that's not an option. I couldn't find a front lip. Okay. So, uh, but I did find a U set of canards okay. right, that go in the front. Sure. And then a U set of side skirt splitters. So that's $100 for the canards, $200 for the side skirt splitters. Okay. Um, and that kind of transforms it a little bit. I'm still using the same lip. Yes. But we're at $300. Uh-huh. A used set of Apex Arc 8s. Okay. But they're not, they're off my ideal spec. By how much? Uh, I would want to go 18 by 10 uh, offset 25. These are 18 by 9.5 offset 22. So I'll have to use spacers to fill in some of that room. Okay. It's only about 10 millimeters, but... Are the, is it going to go past the fan, uh, the, the? No, car? those wouldn't go past. They'd, okay. they'd be too far in, which, okay. is, which can That's be what solved. You That's what you... But I don't... It's not the ideal spec. Okay, I like these. I love this style of wheel. Okay, those are thirteen hundred. Okay, and a used APR GT wing. Okay, mm-hmm. that one is twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. So this transformation that we just described, the Randy yeah. transformation, twenty eight hundred dollars. That's a and I got a bit of a change. 
Yeah, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. It's okay. It's subtle, but it does change the front end. It does make it a little more race spec. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be a little different, but I think it's still going to leave me a little hungry. Okay. Okay. Um, so we'll move on to the next build. Sure. Which I refer to as the poser build. Okay. So the poser build, f- new front splitter, $500. Okay. All right. Canards, $200. Mm-hmm. Side skirt splitters, $500. This is all brand new parts. Okay. Titan 7s, I won't tell you which ones. Okay. $2,200. Okay. All right. I'm not counting the tires because I need to buy new tires anyway. So I'm keeping that out of the cost. Okay. Uh, across all four options. Across all four options. That's fair. Right? That's yeah. fair. A GT Wing. Okay. Uh, of what brand or caliber? It would be a it would be a Varus Wing. Varus Wing. With medium JDM. With medium uh uh stance. They have a just like the one like you. They have one that's really nice with that has the end plates built ah, in. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, I see it. Okay, yeah. nice. And the trunk, obviously, I would buy a trunk too, so I have to count that in the cost, right, oh. to be able to salvage my. Oh, so you're doing trunk. the same thing. I would do the same thing. You buy used, yeah, or because I know a, yeah. I'm I'm definitely devaluing the car. Uh huh. By drilling, drilling into, into it. the trunk. Okay. So total cost of this build fifty nine hundred dollars. And the only reason I call it a poser build, because I've always said this, and don't get offended, Randy. Uh-huh. GT wings on streetcars <laughs> uh-huh. is poser tendencies. Okay. Now, I am in love with the look. Yeah. I, I am in love with the I look. I see one with this hood. Yeah. Okay. And the canards. I see it. Okay. But in my stomach, uh-huh. I, I, I can't, can't do it. I can't. And like... And I track my car, you know, yeah. but I don't track the this E92. One. Yes. So I feel like a fraud. Okay. But it looks so good. It looks good, man. I mean, it's y- got JDM like It's a very vibes. it's a ve- and, and this is a very JDM build. The Titan 7s that I would use are the five-spoke J- ones. Oh. Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay. it's a, it's a JDM inspired Build so that's fifty nine hundred dollars. I mean, that's still not bad. It's not bad. That's it's not, not bad, but it's it's, it's 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 more than double what the Randy build is. Correct. Correct. And I have the the fraud pit in my stomach <laughs> feeling. Fair enough. Right, and it's kind of like also what I'm more concerned about. I don't care about how other people see the car mm-hmm. because it's what it, what emotion it invokes in you, and that's mm-hmm. what I ask myself: what emotion would in would this invoke in me? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'd be really concerned with the obnoxious factor of it. Cause it's not subtle like yours. Right. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's like a, it's at parity with, it, the, it, with the roof. Exactly. The height. And I cannot find any pedestals, that any are pedestals that are shorter or short enough to, to kind of make it a little more tame. And I, I don't think you would need it honestly, but it looks good. It looks good. So go to the Varus website, look up a Varus M3 yeah, and you'll see it. Yeah, absolutely. So, E92. and they have another like a smaller wing, but I hate it. So, okay. okay. So I went off of that. So the next build I moved on to from there okay. is the gentleman build. Okay. All right. So mm-hmm. this build, front splitter, side skirt splitters, no canards. Mm-hmm. Right. We're keeping the front subtle now, not going full race spec. A- brand new Apex Arc Eights with the right spec. Those okay. are sixteen hundred. Okay. Right. Um, and a full wrap, a full wrap. So instead of going, 
instead of transforming the rear with the GT wing, uh-huh. let's make the car blue. Oh, let's make the whole car blue. Like a, what what color blue? Ooh, it's hard, man. Like I, I I go in between like a like a like a matte like Dodger blue. Okay. Versus like a midnight blue. Uh huh. I don't. I know it's a blue. Okay. I just don't know how dark. And, and I'm just gonna have to sit with the wrap shop and just kind of figure it out yeah. and look at options because I was looking at pictures online and I'm like, it's hard to decide if I want a really bright blue, yeah, or like a, a more subtle blue, mm. or maybe like a color change blue. Mm-hmm. I can't, but I know it's gonna be blue. Okay. Uh, I definitely, I am going to avoid at all clo- at all costs getting too close to existing BMW blues. Oh, okay, so you so no Estoril, yeah, no Laguna. I, I don't like the Laguna anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, like okay. I, I don't want to look. I don't want it to look like the OEM colors. I want it to be different. Okay, okay. So the wrap, middle of the road, thirty five hundred. Okay. So this build costs costs sixty one hundred dollars. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. But too- it's also not a lot. A, not a ton of change. It's not a ton changing. Oh, it's not a ton. There's not a ton changing on the car. Yes. But I feel like the color change is big. It's big. Yes. That's a very drastic yeah. change. And there's new wheels too with the right spec. So, okay. You know, things would work out a little better, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm looking at my car. Yeah. So 6,100 for the gentleman build. Now, there's a gentleman build part two. This would include the E92, and this is the wing that I wanted when I bought the car. Okay. The Grand Am wing. E92 Grand Am. Beamer World sells this, and the wing is $1,500. That's the problem. It's all carbon, hand-laid carbon, and that's why it's so expensive. Okay. But it would, it would, it, it's not, it's such a subtle and plain wing. It's just elegant. It's like a Honda wing, <laughs> uh, like a integra, like a low integra wing. It's like yeah, it's exactly. It's, it's like, like a, a low integra, integra wing. wing. Yeah, um, and it's sort of a nod to the uh, E36 LTW wings. Okay, okay. Um, so that sort of changes the rear a little more, but that takes the price up to seventy six hundred dollars on that build. Okay, and that it's hard for me to stomach fifteen hundred dollars for that particular wing. Yeah, it's not, and a- I can't find a rep. And I'm not opposed to reps. I'm fine with reps, but I cannot find one. I wish they made it an ABS. It would be much cheaper. Yeah, it doesn't. But I, I'll say it doesn't really change the car a lot. And that's why I want it. That's why you want it. Because the one that I have now doesn't change the car a lot. It's no. just a, it's just an embellishment. It's that's all bump. it is. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a bump on the And rear. that's what I want because okay. it doesn't. it doesn't make the car obnoxious. Yeah. You know, like, I feel yeah. like I can't do that to this car. Okay. Okay. This is my classy car. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Option number three and the wildest, option number four, excuse me, and the wildest option of the four. Okay. The E36 build. I sell the E92 M3 uh-huh. for $25,000. Uh-huh. I buy a Dakar yellow M3 currently being sold for $22,000. Mileage? 180,000 miles. Okay. 180. Yeah. Shit. Oh, that that's nothing. Okay. <laughs> and okay. Uh, and I actually want I want a car in the 150 to 200,000 mile range. Okay. Because one I don't want to pay a lot for it mm-hmm. and two I don't want to feel like I'm ruining it. Okay. 
Fair because enough. my next E36 is going to be an obnoxious build. And that what uh, what does this 22k entail? 20 uh, Or sorry, this build entail besides the oh, Okay, so yellow so E36. then we're so they're moving on to Titan 7s. Okay. Already have them. Yes. I already have E36 spec Titan but 7s. You, you got to hack your fenders to make them fit, right? Well, I have to roll them. Or roll them. Yeah, sure, which sure, I'm sure. fine with. Okay. Right? This is why I want a car I can kind of hack up. Front splitter Definitely like big Wang Gang GT wing. Wow. Right? But I probably would settle on the Varus. Knowing myself, I probably won't be able to pull the trigger all the way because Varus actually makes one for the E36 too. Oh, okay. Same style. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'll buy that. Um, that's $2,000. Okay. Uh, front splitter, $400. A diffuser. Definitely getting a diffuser. That's $500. It's an aluminum diffuser. Getting canards. Coilovers are going to have to go on. Already have them because I already have a second set of coilovers for the race car. Okay. Um, I'd have to sell my sedan trunk and buy a coupe trunk because I definitely want to save the trunk, similar a la, a la Randy style. Yes, yes. And uh, get some side, curts, side skirt splitters, $200. And then paint, $120. That's the paint for the trunk, mm. paint for the wing. Um, and I'm painting it myself. Oh, you're painting it yourself. I'm painting it I was myself. say. Okay. So if I took the E36 build route, total out-of-pocket costs, $350. Ah. And I have like a super wild, for car. me at least, yeah. wild E36 street car. A wild street car that you would drive more than the truck, I would argue. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. But I wouldn't have my E92. Correct. That's a tough, that's tough. Okay, so of your four options, it sounded like option two was a no-go. You didn't like the poser build. You already labeled it that, so you're not going to go there. <laughs> well, I don't know. I wouldn't, oh, okay. I, I wouldn't be, I mean. I, I like that one the most visually. Poser, the poser build? I love the poser build. <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly. And you have the, do, ball, the car has the balls to back it up. It looks good. I, I would just, I would, yeah, I guess I'd have to take it to the track. The car would. Ha the car has the balls to back up that look. Yeah. Period. Stock. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's a good point. Mine, maybe not, right? Well, you yours know? was designed this way. That's so, true. These yeah. are OEM parts. Yeah, so yeah. that's one thing, right? Yeah. Um, the Randy build... It was a little subtle. Yeah, it, it was. It was, just it was not it enough. Was, it's hard to find. Well, the reason why I selected a lot of the parts that I did is that there aren't a lot of E92s out there with them. Ah, and okay. as a result, the used market is not going to have a lot of those. Fair parts. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the the next build up was after uh, build gentleman. three was the gentleman with the wrap. Yeah. E92, some arrow, but a wrap. Rap would be the, the biggest change. The biggest change. And no big wang, subtle subtle um everything. Was, was that the uh the subtle spoiler? That's the subtle well, That's there's a gentleman build and a gentleman build two with, extra with the extra spoiler. But I could probably do without that spoiler and keep mine, essentially. I would I, I would I, I didn't really I wasn't in love with that spoiler. Yeah, not a lot of people are. Yeah. Even on the forums, they don't like it. But it, I love it. Well, I mean, that's yeah. one thing. So, okay, you love it. Yeah. Um. So, who cares what other people think? Period, yeah, yeah. Right. That's essentially where I'm at. Yeah. So, but I no, get that. but I still want your thoughts on all this. Okay. So the wrap, it's like that's a bucket list item. I feel like for like a car it, guy, like wrapping a car, wrapping a car. Yeah. It's it's great that it's not permanent. 
Yeah. You know, you could go back someday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, like, I would want you to do that just so we could, <laughs> we could like, be at the rap shop and stuff. Yeah, and, you know, like, figure, like, yeah, figure yeah, that so out. Yeah, so that seems, like, kind of, like, kind of fun. Yeah. I think that experience is fun. Knowing, again, it's not permanent, so there's no, like, you're not marrying to that color. Yeah, but then also you're paying $3,500 for, for something stickers. that you're not going to be able to resell. That's true. That's right. an interesting point. Right, yeah. Yeah, so you'd never get your money back ever on the wrap. And then the E36 buy. Dakar Yellow. So this yellow E36 is available somewhere? It's available for 22 k right now. Right now on a platform you agreeable to, like Craigslist? Oh, yeah, yeah. Non, a, it's a, non, a, pl- a non-bring-a-trailer uh, yeah, platform. platform. Yes. Okay, yeah. so, so 22 is where the lowest you could go is what you're saying. Uh, no, that, uh, 22 is what it list what it's, what it's listed at. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I could probably go lower. 22 is what it's listed at. So, so. you go with, let's say 20 just to yeah. be nice, right? I that's didn't a, I didn't want to cheat, so that's yeah, why I put 22 on here, but fair yeah, enough. I could go I could probably go 20. 20 and you'd have the car. Yeah, yeah. At 180k miles though. Yeah, it doesn't worry me. That doesn't Well, you are an expert in this car. Yeah, yeah. I know the You car have an extra to, engine. Yes. In your race car. <laughs> well, this would probably be the extra for the race car. I mean, like, look, this car has a hundred. The race car has one hundred sixty-three thousand. Okay, I've money shifted it twice, <laughs> <laughs> and it's I'm, still going. You know, it's ran just... it to. I'm running it like super hard, and it's still going like nothing. So, as long as you take care of them, she'll be fine. I'll do the same process of opening it up and checking and replacing. And, you know, replacing the, the vanos and all the guts and making sure that Gaskets. things are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. rod bearings at 180000 But, yeah, that's sort of where I'm at. But you're okay with having two of the same car in just different forms, race and street. Yeah. You love the E36 that much. Yeah, yeah. You have no desire to go adjacent, like in some weird area. I can't say that I have no desire. Oh, but it's number two, on uh, one or two on the list. But, you know, it's... In the overall list, the true list. Yeah, I feel like, you know... It's it, number one. Getting it... Getting an E36 in oh yeah, it's number one is number one. Yeah, that's number one for Mm. sure. Yeah, I have I love and like it's 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 nice that I have the race car. Yeah, but once I wasn't able to drive it on the street anymore legally. Yeah, I felt sad. Ah, you know. So I I want I want a streetable car. Okay. Yeah. So have both cars long term? Have they plateaued in value? Would you say? I mean, it's hard. I guess that's not a, a fair question because we don't know the future, what the future holds. Yeah, I don't think the E36 has. I think it's going to go up. I think there's going there's there's a few cycles left on it if we go to the terms that I used last so time. So shorter cycles on the E36. Yeah. The E92 has more cycles. Yeah, the E92 I think has. It's gonna. I think you you'll probably be able to get them for like twelve to fifteen at, certain, at a certain point. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. So. Ooh, that makes it interesting because it's like you're getting a collector color on the E36 with Dakar yellow. Highly desirable. Your E92 is not collector in any way, shape, or form within that platform. Yeah, no. So to capitalize on your gains from that car and get into a collector-level car, which you will treat quasi-collector. Yeah. Right? I mean, as a non-BMW enthusiast... And thinking of it purely financially, that's the better route is option if, four. If 
if the E92 actually hits the 12K, 15K mark, right? That's true. If it stays and or, and or goes higher, then you fucked yourself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a V... Okay, so it's a V8. Yeah. Which is... It's an exotic engine within even the BMW family, correct? It's not a ton of platforms that have that v8 specifically yeah so they're rare yeah they're a bitch to work on and expensive they're yeah. gas guzzlers yeah yeah and uh, yes they're high revving and fun but it's gonna cost your that's a good point it's gonna cost me more money to own than the 336 would and yes and long term there's it reduces its desirability yeah yeah F- what with all the things i just stated yep that's which right. will keep the value of that car at or just an inch higher or even or definitely lower than where it's at now. Yeah. Um you know like similar gen M M3s or whatever or when I think of like V8s versus if I were shopping for any gen M3, if I was looking for the M badge to own, yeah. I would look straight to six cylinders. I would look at the E46 and or the E36 as a buyer. Um as a shitbox buyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it makes it more desirable for me just knowing that, hey, this might be just a little bit better on gas and I still get the M badge, a true M. Yeah. And the 46 is just a classic from our generation, I think. The 36, eh, a little bit yes and no. The next ones after that, I almost don't even know what they are. And Beyond this that. is the whole... Aside from the E46, for some reason, I have no desire for the E46. Okay. Aside from that, this is the hole I talk myself into. Okay. And then I drive the E92 on Fridays. Ah. Uh, and that's the problem. Because yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's I, I don't... Based on the cost of upkeep, based on just where the E36 and E46 land and some mm-hmm. of the future M3s land... Mm-hmm. And being able to get more power out of the F80 mm-hmm. and the G80, right? Like it's the E92 is in this weird spot, yeah. Where like the last NA V8, sure, but it's not. It's not what BMW is known for. That's very true. You the, know, the inline six. Yeah. So it's champ. So that's like, maybe I should get rid of it now. I, mean, I can get into one later for cheaper. Yeah. But nah, I mean, it's un- I don't know, man. It's so hard to it's so hard to say. It is hard to say. We don't know the value, future values and all that stuff. If the Dakar Yellow, which is so hard to get, is available now, but damn, you have to sell this car to I mean, yeah, you could have some overlap, but really ideally you'd have to sell the current E92 to to feel better about buying the Dakar Yellow. Yeah, and I, I there there's no scenario in which I'm not going to regret buying the Dakar, mm-hmm. but I am going to regret selling the E92. Okay. I'm still going to be very happy about the E36, extremely happy about the yeah. E36, but I know a piece of me is going to want to go get that E92 which, or get that power, that that emotion. Maybe it's a different car that gives me that. Sure. But I, I'm going to need that back. But the fact that you said that it's really the the power and speed of the E92 and not as much just the E92 itself. Yeah. And that chassis that is like plucking at heartstrings per se. Yeah, no, that's true. Because you could say, yeah, Corvette or Mustang would satisfy the yeah, feelings. If I, yeah, that if, you're, I, if I could get seeking. a GT350, yeah, it checks all the characteristics that 
I have the E92 for. High revving. Yes. Great sound. Yes. Great power. Yes. Right? Uh, aggressive styling. Yeah. Right? But I'm not necessarily like into the E92 chassis like I am with the E36. Right. right, right yeah. Right, like right. the E36, it doesn't matter that it doesn't have any power. Correct. I mean, to the point where I'm even considering buying a 328 or really? a 323 or a 325. Yeah. Because... For me, it's not about the power. It's more so about w the build that is grinding at my brain mm. that I want to accomplish and drive in. It, I, I don't on care. On the street. Yeah. On the street. I don't yeah. care that there's no M badge on it. It's basically the same car. Uh, right? I don't care that the power is not all there. So you just gave me an option five. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> an six. option five. Yeah, that is an option five. Okay, so this is what I would say. The rarity of the, the yellow. Yeah is such that I think long term that is the best investment. Yeah. Because but you I'm not looking at it as an investment, I know. but I get what you mean. Yeah. Be, but like thinking about the S2000 and the rarity of some of the colors or any car where the colors are just like special. Yeah. Any yeah. special color that's like iconic. Yeah. Adds value to that car. Yep. Yep. You wouldn't want to miss out. I wouldn't want to miss out on the opportunity I've had it for 2020 to 22 K. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that someday it's, it could go up. I think it's got more of an upward trajectory than a low down trajectory on the E36. Oh, definitely. And because it's rare, do you have numbers on uh, how many were painted no. X colors? No, not off the top of my head, but is Dakar technically the most sought after and the rarest? Um, it's up there. I don't see them. Yeah. Well, nobody sees these cars anymore. It might be there. I don't want to say it is the rarest, but I, it might be the uh, the rarest. I mean, there's techno violet, uh, but I think nobody wants purple, but I've liked it. I liked it. I've seen it. Yeah. I, like it. I think there there. I think there are a few more were made. Estoro blue. A lot more would made. Okay. Uh, Which makes sense. Yeah. I think it might be the rarest. So if it's the rarest, I would definitely go that route of all your options. Yeah. I would say you speak to the fact that you have this build, this dream build in it. You can, you know you can jump back in an E92 that hasn't had the rod bearings done and be like, mother effort, like 15K <laughs> all day. No way. Know? No way I get a 15K E92. At least, at least not in the next five years. You never know. Maybe if it's 150 plus K. Miles, but that's never, never had yeah. the rod bearings. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, it's that's a time bomb. One hundred fifty thousand, no rod bearings. Not necessarily a time bomb, but it's it's a lot a lot scarier of a proposition. It's a dicier right? proposition. In E thirty six, I'll take a two hundred thousand mile E thirty six all day. It's sort of been proven that it's fine. Okay, the E ninety two, especially with the amount of power right. and them getting a little cheaper and they're people might abuse. drive them like idiots yeah yes. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so so you're leaning E36 build. I would say all day E36 build and I would say M3 Dakar yellow because it's rare yes you're going to roll the fenders but if that's it you have a car that you could probably maybe unroll the fenders someday and it might be a collector piece Ah, that's the thing though. I don't want to collect. I want to. I want something You'll I can drive. Drive hard. the fuck out of it. Yeah. But keep everything that you have for it. Yeah. That's VIN stamped. Yeah. Right. Right. So then it's at least. Yeah, it's at least a streetable collector. Yeah, it's, it's like a street that? collector car that's been driven well. Um, that would be the route I would go because you want that yellow. You're never gonna get it. It's not special in any other chassis of M. Yeah. 
right? Also, that's a true statement, is it not? Yeah. You can't. E46 never had a. It might have had a yellow, but I don't remember it. Uh, no. I okay. mean, they they had individual colors. Sure, fair enough. But and you can find them. You can. But find this is an iconic color for this car. This yeah, chassis. for sure. Thus, it's got value in the eye of M lovers and German car lovers. So that's the route I would take. I think it's a good. It's a good buy. It's the most fiscally responsible option too and you're gonna have fun building it the way you want to build oh it yeah that's, that's the funnest part and you get yeah. your, if it's your you said it was top on your list yeah it's number one on your list you said it's yeah it is it is S- in this combination a manual decker yellow is it a sedan or a coupe coupe it's a coupe and yeah. that's what you want and that's what i want i want to have a sedan and a coupe then like check the bucket list off. <laughs> oh, man, but that, losing check the E92, right? You can jump back in one. You and know the, that. And the missus is like, just buy the just buy the E36 and keep both. I'm just like, man. Like, well, one, you'll definitely have overlap. It, it's too many cars. It's too many cars. Yeah, like. But you could definitely get the yellow one now and sell the E92 at some at some later near date. term. Yeah, date. yeah. Say goodbye to it. You know, but you're coming out on top with that scenario because you may. Well, yeah, I'd say so. I don't think the E36 is going to go down. The E92 could go up or down, but you made money on it, period. Yeah, yeah. You could take off some of the parts and sell some of the parts from the E92 if you want to kind of go back to a true stock form. Yeah. And make some of that money back as well. So that would be the route I would go. Buy the Dakar Yellow. Check it off the damn list. You've had the E92. You've already checked that off the list. You know that you want a Mustang Corvette someday. So you still have a V8 in the list that needs to be checked. Yeah. So that can happen. And the C6 Corvettes that you were shopping for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Those are going to get cheap. They already are. So you're going to be able to get into that V8 vibe for cheaper. But it's also not the high revving. It's not high revving, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's the challenge. That is the challenge. So I guess what we've concluded on this exercise is that we've solved absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're not going to do what I'm suggesting. I don't know. I, I mean, I want to. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, yeah, Randy, I'm doing exactly <laughs> that. Tomorrow, yeah. I mean, it's just like every single one of these options has a a a, a point of hesitation. Okay. Right. So with the E36 build, although I'm probably leaning. I'm probably leaning to this more than some of the other options, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most you say it's the top. I, I'm, it's definitely the top. OK. But selling the E92 is a big point of hesitation. That sucks. So I have to get myself over to that, to that point. And okay. if I get myself to that point, then I can make this happen. Yes. But I've got a I've got a, a time limit, right? Because yes. this car is only going to be on sale for how minus problem might even already be gone. But right, and know, that might make your choice easier, and that'll make it easier for yes. sure. So, but how often do they come up? Not that often, and usually when they do come up, it's on damn bring a trailer. Yes. So now I've got one that's not on bring a trailer. Yes. Which can be risky. And I have to go to Nevada to pick it up. Oh, shit. But that's fine. I have a trailer. So you do have a trailer. You know, it's not a big deal. That's true. Uh, that you know works on an E36. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you know the car back and forward. I, exactly. I've got all the tools for it. Is the paint good? Yeah, the paint's good. Paint's <sighs> good. 
Yeah, and I don't, and and I'm not like a. I would reshoot it if I needed to. Okay. Yeah. yeah that that's okay. Yeah. So I guess. No, okay, for as long as I've known you owning the E36, which has been how long? How long have you owned the E36? Two years? Since Same as me. 2000, two, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. December of um, 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. We've seen Dakar Yellows how many times? I've seen it. I remember talking about it once. Three times since then, I think. Yes. And both of, both of the, the first two. You went to go check Four times. Out? Don't know the 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 car yellow that I checked that was the E92. Oh, okay, that was a yeah. one-off. That was a one-off OEM individual spec. color. Yeah. I've seen four Dakars. Four Dakars. Two of them are listed right now. Yeah. The two that I saw previously were bring a trailer. Okay. There's one right now that has 30,000 miles. Oof. 60k? 42k. That's not too bad. I'm not going to do that. That's not bad. I want the car, but, but then I'm, you can't drive it exactly because you're gonna. I can't drive it. Yeah. I can't put parts on it. I can't. Yeah. It's just like that's, it's gonna drive me crazy. That sucks. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. I want. You want a, a car I want, you can drive. I want an abused without version. feeling yeah. bad about the I want, mileage. Yeah, I want a girl that's been around the block. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so like yeah. that's that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Like I, I don't want to feel pressured into keeping it mint yeah fuck mint yeah so that's why i don't even want to get into a mint car so so you're saying that that's not even considered so you've only seen three cars so exactly only three in two and a half years in two and a half years and of those three if we're taking this criteria only two were real options okay and the and the first one of those two was a sedan and i want a coupe so really only one (laughs) this one it's a At at the price point that i would feel comfortable with yeah, it's a, it's a co- full combination that ticks all the marks. Yeah. Yeah. How hard is it going to be in two and a half years to find this same car at this price, today's at, price? At this price, probably hard. But to find another, not that hard. You think so? Yeah, I've I've, I've learned to I've learned Patience. to be more patient. So you okay. Things pop up. That's that's a very randy statement. It is. It is. You've taught me that. Yeah, okay. Okay. Because like, you know, I'm very impulsive. I'm very yeah. like just going to get the new part because it's there. Yeah. And uh, you know, recently things have popped up and this Dakar yellow popped up and I'm like, you know, if I wait enough, these things will pop up. And I won't wait for new wheels, but I'll wait for a $20,000 purchase. So uh, That makes sense. You know, just to to be a little smarter. So you're talking yourself out of the I'm e- not. I'm very much still like, on the fence. Yeah, like I check. I check the listing like every, every ten minutes. I would. I would jump on the Dakar Yellow. Yeah. Throw twenty at them. Walk away. Sell the E92 after six months. Yeah. Have your final rides and goodbyes. Take it to San Diego or wherever the fuck you need to go. Yeah. Get it off your whatever. Drive PCH. Drive nah. a can do a canyon run in there. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even do that because there's there'd be no there's no way to to get closure. You think so? Nah, yeah. I, w- I would the, the whole time owning the E36. If there's not an E92 in my garage, I'm gonna be like, I just need to get it. So then your wifey said the right thing. Keep out. Oh, for sure. But I, that's just not the smart thing it's to do. Definitely not the smartest. And then we can get into this whole thing about like you know hoarding money and saving too much and not enjoying the fruits of your labor. But that's a whole other story that's, for another I, time. I didn't even consider that. But I would. Also say, like, from a value perspective, your cash sitting in the bank versus sitting in a car, at least you can enjoy the car yeah, but and I, the I values. Can't, I can't s- crash my money in the bank. That's 
that's a good other side of the coin. Yeah, you know, statement. like yeah, there, there's, good, there's, you know, yeah, that's it's a good uh, point. <laughs> so we're leaning towards E36 build. I would well, honestly, this this Dakar Yellow is gonna be a major factor in how I move forward. What if I buy that shit? Oh, go for it, <laughs> go for it. That would make my decision easier. Okay, then I'll sell and it then to I'll you just for buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving you 30k for that shit. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Anyway, I think that is our episode. It is. How do you find us, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane.com. Also, if you want to send us, oh, at 91octane, if you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane. And if you want to support those that support us, ourselves, Cafe Carrera. The best single origin Guatemalan coffee you can try. Use code Big Willow for ten percent off your entire order. And honestly, feel free to use that on our ninety one octane merch as well. Mm-hmm. You're free to use that. Uh, shout out to the people that uh, made orders recently. Uh, I wrote a nice note for you, so make sure you read the invoice. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. And if you want to support without having to buy things, like, subscribe, comment, wherever you're watching this or listening to this, everything is appreciated, and uh, we love all the love that you give us day in and day out. Randy, any last words? Shout out to the listeners and the buyers. Thank you so much for yeah. supporting. Yeah, thank you. Good, Good night. night.